And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros. Hello and welcome to Prospects to Pros, presented by Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. We have a mailbag episode today. It's been a while. Let's hear from you guys. So we threw that out on Twitter before we did the show. Got some great questions. And we are going to go over them. We're also going to go over the Heisman finalists. Just a little check-in just to talk about those few guys and where they stack up. And to help me do that, as always, is Mr. Beast himself, Dane Brugler. How are you doing today, Dane? I'm good. I'm good. We're, uh, yeah, weird part of the calendar with uh, college football really over now and kind of the lull between Army now Navy. and the bowl game. Yeah, we love Army-Navy coming up. <laughs> Bet the for under. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um no, we uh, had uh, my my son was the lead in the Christmas pageant last night. Oh, that was fun! Yeah, he was elfish, uh, so Elvis, uh, but an elf. Clever, and it, it was fun. Uh, he didn't tell us he was the lead. He he told us he had a line. Uh, yeah, like thank you, thank you very much. Like he, that's he's like I, I got one of those lines. We go last night. He's he's the freaking lead. He's singing. <laughs> he's like has twenty lines. I'm like what. What is going on right now? It was kind of bizarre. So but, you, uh, was that what you've been doing in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> I he's he's like me. Like he's undersells of, it. I was just gonna right, say <laughs> undersell. And instead of putting pressure on himself, he just I'm gonna wing it. I'm gonna like because he didn't practice at home. I think and he knew if we knew we would make him practice every day. You right. know, like, like go oh, go recite too. your lines. Go to and I think that was part of his thinking. But he's probably also like me, where he just he wants to wing it and. Uh, it, you know, instead of putting pressure on himself about it, and hey, he did a good job. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's fun. He, uh, I, I, I did want to ask you. It's yeah. Christmas movie season. Oh, what are your top three Christmas movies? Not to put you on the spot, but no. I am. God, top three to Christmas think. movies. Uh, I because right. this is. I, I know you're a movie guy. I and am. But so I know in like Christmas, there's ones I definitely prefer, like a Christmas story is definitely sure. way up there. I do appreciate Elf, but it would not make my top three. And I, okay. I do love it as a modern classic. And I get like, I'm sure the younger generations can always view that. I always loved the original Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. That was when I was a kid. Uh, that was one of my favorites. So, same here. Okay. Same here. So and, I, would, and, and I don't I think it gets a lot of love, but it's. For a while, I, and, that was easily number one for me. And I, I think just our ages, you know, yeah. coming up, because it came out in 94. That so, you sense. know, right in, yeah, exactly when we we're growing up. And so there's a nostalgic aspect yes. to it, no, no doubt. And no you, doubt. it wasn't a movie we owned. So it was mm. a movie I only got to see on special, like when it came on TV. So it actually yeah. was something for me. Same with The Christmas Story. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big Home Alone guy. Oh, and. Yeah. But we had, again, what we owned, we had Home Alone 2 before we had Home Alone 1 on VHS. So I actually give the tip to Home Alone 2, which is definitely the worst movie of the two, but I have more of a nostalgia for that. So if I had to do a top three, it's probably Santa Claus, Home Alone 2, and A Christmas Story would probably be my top three based off when I was a kid. (laughs) I like it. That's great. I I think the only – because I'm with you. I'm big Home Alone, big on Santa Claus. Christmas Vacation has to be in there for me. Oh, Christmas, I that's mean, a great I, one. Yeah, it's I watched it. I watched it last night, and it's just it's so good. I mean, it's 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 amazing. Every year, uh, I find myself laughing at at new parts. So um, that would definitely be in the three for me. Probably with the Home Alone and, and Santa Claus. But yeah, it's there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good ones. A lot of uh, movies to watch this time of year. And, well, and the thing is too is I watch other movies as the weather gets cold. It's like my uh, several movies I watch every year. Uh, Dr- Jurassic uh, Park's one, but Lord of the Rings trilogy is okay. always a winner. Uh, winter watch and then my wife has gotten me into watching the harry potter movies in succession because i i read the books as a kid actually i always credit harry potter to getting me into reading when i was like mm. nine years old give or take 
And I was wondering what all the kids in Minnesota when I moved there were talking about this weird wizard kid. Uh, the third one came out and I was like, all right, what are all the cool kids doing? So I started reading, but I really always credit Harry Potter to getting me into reading. But she got me into the movies because I was kind of hipster with that. No, I like the books. Right. I don't watch the movies. And Let's so wait. that's another winner thing for us too. My, my wife's the same way because she's, she's, she loved those movies and I, we're waiting until our kids are a little bit older to, oh, you know, kind of, because I've never seen them. So I'll, I'll probably catch them when. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. We introduce them to the kids. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was just thinking the, the same. Th- okay. Yeah. There's like what, eight or something There's like that. Seven, uh, well, the seven books, they made this last okay. book into two movies, you know, which actually okay. let it breathe a little bit. It actually made up some better viewing experience, in my opinion. <laughs> They're making a TV series too. They're making an HBO Harry Potter series, which I think is a great idea, but I'm curious how that's they can make money off of it. They'll do it. Exactly. IP property, Uh, baby. (laughs) I I was I was just thinking about this because um I James Bond movies, I they must have been they must have do marathons on like TBS when I was a kid because I associate this time of the year with James Bond and 007 movies. So uh, most of them are on, I think, on Amazon Prime right now. So yes. I've been going through those as well. And, we have too. You know, I can't believe you no, said I, that. Really? My wife yeah. was like, "Let's watch all the Daniel Craig ones." So we watch Casino uh-huh. Royale, and that reminds me always of Thanksgiving. So okay. uh, the do- okay, Beller is telling us it's called the 007 Days of Christmas. That's fun. Uh, we really, uh, yeah. I uh, but no, that's funny you say that because they used to be on marathons all the time, and I want to say yeah, one of the channels was like Spike TV or, or it used to be TNN, maybe. Um, but they would have them. I remember watching Moonraker, uh, Octopussy, mm-hmm. watching all those oh, yeah. 70s ones. Oh, yeah. Goldfinger. Uh, yeah. So all, Spike did it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Bauer. But yeah, no, we, that's so funny you say that because we watched Casino Royale. It's probably the first time in like a decade I've watched it. And then we watched. Oh, uh, so good. Oh, so good. It, it, it actually ages. It aged really well. Yes. Um, and then Quantum. I mean, so- the, po- the poker scenes are a little. Uh- yeah. Uh, unrealistic uh, but, uh, exposition uh yes, going on right. yeah those but are called coolers great, great in poker flick. yeah where it's the- well, one of the better openings in that movie yes. for sure the black and white uh, i forgot all the stuff yeah that and then yeah all the stuff at the construction site yeah um yeah it's so many good 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 villain in that one great villain um, quantum of solace was eh, it's okay it's yeah, okay but i mean skyfall was skyfall's still. the best i love skyfall yeah, so much my amazing. friend yes love skyfall all right so enough of all that uh, those what great. podcast is this I again? Keep talking, I can keep talking about this, though. <laughs> I know. It's so funny about the, the 007 stuff. because it's. I'm also reading a book called The Wager. It's really good. Uh, but no, it's uh, so we're talking about Heisman finalists to start. So that's Jane Daniels, Marvin Harrison Jr., Bo Nix, and Michael Penix. That was an alphabetical order and not preference, so no one yell at me. But I will think these, or, uh, these four have been announced as the finalists. They're off to New York. I think Daniels has been one of the most fun like guys to watch in all of football this year. And I just want to start with him because just watching Jane Daniels has been a pleasure because he is such an exciting player. And it's been really fun as a prospect wise as well to see his growth as a player, though, not just last year, but this year as well. But that's why I just want to start with my comment. But I, I know Dane, you've had similar feelings about Daniels as well. Yeah. And well, let me just ask you real quick. Would it be a surprise to you if he does not win? I think I mean he's the clear favorite going yeah. in. I, he's been the favorite for at least a month, um, at, at least in my opinion. I'm not sure what the, the what the betting odds say, I but would it is. be a surprise to you if uh, Jane Daniels does not win? I would be more. I would be surprised. That would be the biggest surprise if he did not win. To me, I, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. I think especially what happened last Friday in the Oregon Washington game, and and right. what, you know what could the Knicks could have done or did not do. Uh, but no, I, I think just Daniels, yeah. Just his play, the, the numbers pop. They're truly wow numbers, and it's truly, it feels yes. like him doing a lot. So I, 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 he would have been my pick, I think, for this if I had a vote. It seems like there's 5,000 voters out there. But uh, what about yeah. you? you? You feel the same way? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, Jane Daniels has been, and look, he benefits from an awesome wide receiver group, yeah. uh, a really good offensive line that has given him time to work in the pocket. But his ability to create explosives is something that is undeniable uh, with his arm, with his legs. Um, and he's just he's doing it with a confident flair that we didn't always see uh, when he was an underclassman. He's doing it with calm eyes. He is doing it with uh, there. there's a process to what he's doing. Yeah. 
And you couldn't always say that when you watched, even last year when you watched him, uh, that was one of the big, big knocks was the decision making. And, you know, why did you do this? Why did your eyes take you here? Uh, but this year, it's you can understand. Oh, so he saw this priest now. Okay, I see what. Oh, yep, yep. yep. Connecting the dots. He, he, so he's figuring things out. And you know, he's an older player. He's a fifth year senior, um, fifth year starter. So on one hand, you kind of expect that from him to get better and better and better. But to his credit, he's been able to take it to heights we didn't really. I don't think anybody really saw it going to this level, but. Credit to him. He should be the Heisman winner with some of the... I mean, he leads the country in so many areas that I care about, especially those explosive plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and again, I mean, he was seventh overall in my mock draft. And I, I even wrote in my mock draft at... I, I promise you, you're going to start seeing him in the top 10 oh, yeah. of more mock drafts as these things come out. And already I've seen it a few a few this week. So it's... Uh, and it's not... I don't think, you know, it's trying to jump the gun. It's talking to NFL scouts. That's yeah. kind of where they said this is heading. Um, feels because, like. right, the, the bottom line with, with Jane Daniels, the more you watch him, the the more you run out of reasons why he can't be an impact starter at That's the next exactly, level. Yeah. And plain and simple. So um, I think by the time, as long as he doesn't stub his toe between you know now and April, we'll see if he actually plays in the Senior Bowl. You know, we'll see what he does at the Combine, all that. But uh, and I don't even think he's uh, announced if he's playing the bowl game or not for LSU. Um, you know, we'll have to. I hope he doesn't. That, go Badgers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, let, let the backup quarterback get some yeah, reps. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, but you know, so we'll see what happens here in the next few months. But yeah, he has yeah. put himself in a really enviable spot. Yeah. Um, and and we'll be talking about more about Jaden Daniels here more with some of these questions we got. He's earned this, which I think is really mm-hmm. cool. There, and you talk about the more you watch him, and I think that's what it is for me. And I thought when I, I you kept saying it, we've had conversations about Daniel several times, but just like, oh, I felt like the book was written on him, and it was just like, mm-hmm. actually, it is not. <laughs> he just he keeps adding to his game. But uh, what you're talking about too is his ability to find answers. The flash plays, of course, him running around and 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 creating plays with his legs and a couple, you know, big wow throws to his talented receivers. But when you watch him on film, and I, I harp on this all the time, down-to-down sustainability. This is mm. what guys, even like a guy like Jordan Love is doing right now, where they have an answer to every problem that the defense is solving. And I'm not even just saying, oh, the coverage answer, and they go to the right read. When stuff goes askew, they have an answer with their legs. They do it quickly, or the throwaway, or the check down, or the Tom Brady miss, where they throw it at the legs of the receiver, you know, that it's supposed to take an eight-yard sack. Hey, it's just a neutral play, no yards are gained or lost. And I think that's where, where you're saying the more you watch him, the more he grows on it. And it's just really cool on top of it having athletic traits and pretty good arm and all those mm-hmm. types of things. So it's like you said, it's it's because of him. Like, how is this not an impact guy? I had him at 20 in my mock and I felt good about it then. And it's like, wow, I might have been low. <laughs> might have been like, you know, maybe some of those other teams. You gave him to the Bucks, I believe. Tampa, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and that's funny. I heard from a lot of Giants fans who the Giants were picking five in that mock draft yeah. who, why did we pass on Jane Dam? So it's like, I think more and more fans yes. are on board with if he this. wants the Heisman and, wait until wait until what happens after that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's funny. The Heisman, I used to, you know, really push against it being – you know, like it, it doesn't matter if he wins the Heisman. It's not going to affect yeah. the draft. But uh, t- you go back the, the the Heisman winners the last ten years, they've all been all named guys high yeah. picks. I mean, yeah. just the last few years, Caleb Williams, Bryce Young. Uh, I mean, you go on and on, and it's 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 all a lot of early top five, top three picks. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so. I know. I, it's no more uh, Eric Crouches. Uh, right which actually there's a relevant question about that but we'll get to in a minute but uh, talking about uh any any notes on the other finalists we can go to marvin harrison jr i I don't know how much more poetic we need to wax about i'm just (laughs) i'm so happy he got invited because he's he might not even win yeah he might not even win the Blitnikoff because there are better or no i shouldn't say better there are receivers with better stats that might be one of the Uh, best Blitnikoffs, kind of like even just finalists, yeah. but even semi-finalist list when you look. At like, I have longer. no, I have, I have no problem if Malik Neighbors wins a Blitnikoff. No. I, I totally get it. Malik Neighbors has been LSU wide receiver has been awesome this year. Um, I, in my opinion, he is wide receiver two in this draft. I think. Okay. In my, like, I get it. I'm always going to keep an open mind, but for yeah. me, I think he's wide receiver two, and I, I don't see myself coming off that throughout the rest of the process. It's Roma Dunze. Um and Keon Coleman fighting for wide receiver three. Um, in my opinion, I totally get it. 
Uh, we'll, I, I'm, a know, we'll I'm a Dunze because he's just a receiver after my own heart. But sure, it, it, but sure. but I neighbors is a guy I thought I had an idea of more I watch him. His skill set is like what you prize in the NFL yeah. right now. To ability oh, yeah. to create an explosive play is the number one thing. You There's just some... talked about it with the receiver with the quarterback, but right. for a receiver to take a five yard run and take it to the house or create an explosive, that's one of the most there, prized things right now. Some Garrett Wilson there, um, yeah. With the with um, you know just stylistically, there's some Garrett Wilson there. Um, I so I Marvin Harrison Jr. though the best yeah. player that <laughs> back to I number saw one, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I I he's like I said he might not even win the Belitnikov, but I'm glad he's going to get his flowers in New York City, be on this stage, get be in that spotlight. Yeah. He's not going to win, um, and I you know I understand that, uh, but he was the best player I saw this year, so I'm just glad he got invited. He's been awesome. Yeah, he, yeah. he's only only answered i didn't have many questions about him but it's just like there's not much to doubt with him so yeah like you're saying it's cool to see the accolades as opposed to us just going the guy that has 600 700 yards made you maybe going top three or something like that uh right. and then, well and he's he was still he had over a thousand yards he had 14 oh, yeah. touchdowns this year and big plays um, and uh, when you factor in okay malik neighbors what he did with the heisman front runner or jane daniels roma dunze what he did with a heisman finalist and then Marvin Harrison Jr. with a quarterback who is not even on the roster anymore at Ohio State. Uh, it's it, He did it with an average. And again, I go back to that Penn State tape, watching him just cook uh, Kalen King oh, up and down the field. And the ball placement of some of these throws. And uh, he just consistently, Harrison bailing him out. Um, I, you know, he's, it, without Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State, I don't oh. know, three-loss team maybe this year? I don't know. I it, It's... Uh, they are he was that offense more and you know when the quarterback was very average and so the fact that he was able to have the production that he did yep. was just really impressive how much attention it got put on him and then other oh, ways yeah. they try to use him he excelled at it's awesome yeah mm-hmm. we might see a little cam ward in columbus is that is that the current rumor right now uh th- i've heard so many rumors oh i'm sure uh, oh my god I the mean, transfer portal quarterbacks it's like oh my goodness i it, mean it's, it's basically it, all Michael, my qb3s this year <laughs> it's riley leonard well, tyler van dyke yeah it's funny how um and some guys that are like michael pratt tulane michael who pratt, i know um I, I think most expect him to go to the nfl but He's hearing from a lot of teams that are throwing money at him, uh, at least through the NIL collectives, to uh, stay in college one more year and kind of be the the Sam Hartman, you know, the hired gun for one year to, before going to the NFL. So, right. and, and Pratt's probably a a third, fourth round pick. So it's it, it, he has something to think could, about for sure. Could um, a lot of games if he goes to a right yeah. team. He could he could right. help out a lot of teams. Yeah, it's so. it's it's a whole new ball game with it this is. with the transfer portal and NIL and all I, these guys would be declaring. If this was yeah, a few years ago, a lot ago. of them, a lot sure. of them, because they would just be, oh, well, I gotta get my money now. Like, hey, I gotta do this. I know it's it's crazy and just mm. notable names. Well, speaking of transfer quarterbacks, two of them ended up being finalists: <laughs> Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Uh, yeah. I, we've kind of, I think we've solidified what our kind of feelings on Nix and Penix are for now, at least regular season tape and everything. Washington, well, hey, let me. You were yeah. you saw them live, both yes. of them, yes. um, Friday night in yeah. in the stands uh, there in Vegas. What were I mean? Obviously, you watched these guys before, yeah. so you have your opinion going in, different. right? So, seeing them both live, what what were your takeaways from Friday night? I was well, those Washington receivers sure are good. Uh, the that that's number <laughs> one thing. Yeah. Um, I would say Penix uh, has a little more zip to his arm than maybe I gave him credit for. Maybe put him in person. Some of those throws they let him use it as well. Mm-hmm. Not as good. As, I actually um, came away thinking he's a lesser athlete. Than I thought he would be. There's a couple times yeah. he was trying to pull away on the corners and he was trying to scramble and whatnot. And then it just was not happening. He wasn't really getting to the edge. So that having said that, Nick's, on the other hand, was a little bit more impressive uh physically than I thought he would be. Uh I, I've even I remember asking you earlier this year, I was like, what is his size? Uh like is that official? Uh, but I would say in person, him moving and everything, but then also his arm did not impress me as much. I kind of feel the same how I felt on tape where I think I was underrating Penix's arm strength, but his processing and everything, exactly the same. I had a great angle yeah. too. I was at kind of like a isometric view from like the corner end zone. So it was okay. like I had kind of an end yeah. zone sideline view on both sides. And watching Penix a couple times, I, I it was just that hair late throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. And I could see it developing from my angle. So it's even in person. I could see it was almost like live all 22 literally you're watching the game 
And but I could see him not pulling that trigger, and I was like, okay, so that is how it feels on when I'm watching him on tape. Is how it feels when I'm watching him in person. But they were still ended up being good plays. But that's the difference between NFL yeah. anticipation and college high level anticipation. That long throw, the deep throw to McMillan. That's um, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, if he like, yeah, he it was a big, it was an explosive play. Huge throw. But if he throws it a hair earlier instead of waiting for him to come yep. open, it's a touchdown. That's and, and, literally and that's the exact big, play I'm thinking of. Is yeah, that exactly. Exact throw. That, yes, I, I flagged that play too. As yes. yeah, like that's uh, Twitter's blowing up. People are loving this, but Huge on play. tape. He waited till he got clear on the yes. uh, kind of was it was it a corner route and yeah uh, it was a big it, it was a big long over route like like yeah, a high right. over route but that's exactly what you're thinking of is it was a play it's right. a shot play to him and that's the thing it's mm-hmm. like that's where you're going like so yeah let it rip <laughs> he, he almost ran out of real estate because it was yes. right up against the sideline and if, if he throws it just a hair earlier and anticipates that yeah it's a touchdown yeah, yeah. no doubt yeah I know so that that's kind of came in person but it's. Yeah, I kind of it's what I felt in film. I, I like my grade was on moved, good or bad with either, and just maybe some more traits things seeing him in person, which always helps. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, we're going to get to the mailbag now because uh, I'm excited to see who do who does win a lot of those awards because it's like, I don't know, you mentioning the Blitnikoff is going to be very interesting because <laughs> yeah. everybody has a lot of feelings about that award, it seems like, on Twitter. Uh, but going in, I mentioned Eric Crouch, and that leads us to maybe our best, our first question from the mailbag, which was from ZD on Twitter, who asked, which day one and day two prospects could change positions mm-hmm. in the NFL? <laughs> See where I was getting at with the Crouch thing? Yeah, uh, there you go. But yeah, he was, I think he was a third rounder. Uh, but yes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but yeah, I, I was curious actually where you would go with this. I had a couple thoughts, uh, more DB related, which aren't as fun, but I was curious what maybe you would think. I went to the offensive line. I think yeah, that's where, yeah. you know, you usually see the most position changes. It's the most common. Um, this year, definitely several candidates, including a few potential first rounders. Um, someone that you saw Friday night, Washington left tackle, Troy Fontenot. Um, we've talked about him a ton on this pod. He, Left tackle feet, and he's got the length, 34 and a half inch arms. Uh, but the style and the, the blocking aesthetics, it just, most teams are projecting him inside to guard, and I totally get it. Um, I the, the first touchdown that Washington had Friday night, uh, that pin pull design, yep. Fontenot got a chance to show off his range. Yep. Uh, really, just besides, I think he had one flag. Um, uh, a holding penalty on Friday night. Besides that, he was he was terrific all night. The guy beat him inside. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Jordan Birch. Um, yeah, yeah. I, that's where he he will struggle with length. Uh, yeah. At times, guy when they can get him into his chest, use that long arm. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, I, no. That's a good one. Uh, I had Graham Barton. Same kind of I, discussion point. Like it's, he's gonna be a guard. Next, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think he's gonna be a center. I think he's oh, gonna nice. be okay. 
I think he's going to be the best center in this class because um, he actually played center as a freshman. Right. And with with Frazier, the West Virginia center, now uh, you know he broke his leg. And mm-hmm. by the way, did you see that that clip of him getting off the field when it happened? Oh no! Did you try to walk it off? No, I mean he <laughs> literally was as fast as fast as he could was crawling off. Like he knew it immediately. He knew what happened, yeah. and they caught it all on video. Uh, as soon as it happened, he didn't even like hesitate and like you know call out in pain or anything yeah. he just started crawling as as fast as he could to the sideline and then they stopped it they you know the refs were like oh wow this is bad you know we got to shut the play down but i mean it was Did, remarkable to see just i mean talk about a, a team first guy yeah he just broke his leg and to have the the wherewithal to not for a second think oh woe was me and oh this really hurts it's oh i need to get off the field so uh you know ah, the, the offense can it. keep going oh yeah. it's unbelievable I, that's, uh, that's awesome it reminds me of a hockey player trying to crawl to back to the bench like when they're skating yeah, skating because they right? don't like illegal substitution stuff so yeah that that no that's crazy uh but back to what i'm uh, talking about these centers uh, yeah with with fraser out i think barton is going to be the first center drafted this year and i think he could be like i said in, in in the first round, um, I would I will almost guarantee you most of his snaps at the Senior Bowl will come at center. Okay. That'll be big for him. Yeah, that's huge. Um, yeah, and so I, I do think guard center is his best spot, but won't be surprised if he's a starting center in the NFL next year. He's smart. He's the way he stays centered to blocks is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Really strong hands. Yep. Just a just a really good player. So yeah, Balance. Grant Barton's. Yeah, I mean uh, he's yeah. every year if we feel like we have one, you know, Cody Whitehair or. Um, you know, last year Skaronski, the guy, the uh, tackle who doesn't have the great arm length, moves inside, ends up being a really good pro. Yeah, that's uh, that's what my dad did with Matt Burke. Matt Burke was a Harvard left tackle. Turned out moved, okay. Moved, yeah. Turned out okay. Moving to center. Jeff Christie was a fullback. Moved to center. He was the oh, wow. the, the OG Jason Kelsey. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I I drafted him on Madden every. I do it in franchise mode. Oh yeah. I, I'd love to get him. Yeah, sure. Him and the Bucks. Yeah. They. Uh, yeah. But those guys, the move, moving to center is like one of those. Uh, Rodney Hudson at Florida State, yeah. and then ending mm-hmm. up at center uh, was was another one. But he he was just. He was just a, such a terrible athlete, but it was like you just got to get him, get him on the field somehow. So center, right. center it is. Let's let's use that. Um, but no, uh, I, that's awesome to hear about, hear about Barton. Yeah, and I, I want to throw out Jordan Morgan too, the Arizona left tackle. Yeah, yeah. I think he's bump uh, side. Yeah, I, I mean he has he's thirty four inch arms. He's a good athlete. Just some of that lateral range is not ideal for the tackle, and so right. um, I, I think it's kind of fifty fifty. Some teams will see him at tackle. Some will bump him inside to guard. Um, a third round type of player who I think uh, you know is going to be uh, back inside Dominic Pooney from Kansas. Um, not as much of a projection because he played guard last season, but great backstory. His uh, he started out Division two Central Missouri. He was teammates with his two older brothers. So not many guys can say that they played college football with uh, two of his older brothers. Uh, he transferred up to Kansas. Pretty big bet on himself. Um, looked pretty good last year. Looked even better this year at yep. left tackle, but. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think a strong week at the Senior Bowl kind of solidify himself as a top 100 guy as a, as a guard prospect. Yeah, I know a lot of teams like him, and I know watching Kansas, I I, I like him. Watch more Kansas football than I ever have. Oh, well, yeah. that's that's a lie. 2008 ish Kansas, 2007 eight Kansas was a lot of fun too. Yeah, when you were ranked top five in the country, yeah, that Mizzou yeah. Kansas game in 2007 that's with it. some of that comes on our channel all the time. Chase Daniel, <laughs> so it's uh, right? it's I uh, know those games though those live in my memory. Uh, yeah, my DB one was. Keelan King at safety was hmm. I was curious. I, I, maybe I would give him a chance there if like I, I would obviously try my corner, but saying like mm-hmm. I don't know. I I always my initial grade on him. I think we both were came kind of lowered on him. I still think he's a fine player. Uh, sure. Was I was like man, I think he would be best in like a you know Fangio type defense cut where they use some cover two and cover six stuff, like more of a mm. zone heavy corner, like true mm-hmm. zone heavy corner, and not some more of the matchy Seattle type guys. And that kind of well, those guys actually sometimes transition to safety. Okay, his size mm. is not great. Um, so he's or, yeah, about one ninety. I know that was my one thing, but I don't know his skill set at least because I feel like he has right. to have eyes on the quarterback to affect the game the best, as opposed to maybe being manned up or maybe the Marvin Harrison snaps from both years <laughs> are burned into my memory. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. That was just one I like transition. I would maybe try if like corner, it doesn't really stick for him. Uh, but no, that was one. Mm-hmm. Cooper DeGene, of course, could just play whatever. Say, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the obvious I, one. That's he cheating. could play he, a linebacker and I wouldn't Seriously, really though. be surprised. He could be a He's, dime linebacker and be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Right to, he, he did it. He, he played. He did it. Yeah. 
what they, they call it, maybe the cash, I can't remember what they call it in Iowa's defense, their scheme. I think it's cash. But, yeah, he, he, he'll play in the box. He'll play – he's got experience all over the secondary and all over that, that back seven. And, um, uh, yeah. it, it, go back and watch his, some of his basketball highlights. Oh, my gosh. It, this kid in, in middle school doing these dunks at, you know, 5'10", not even. I Just crazy, crazy athlete. That, I know. I, I, people are going to love him. I, he's He's yeah. been such a joy to watch. <laughs> I'm so sad he's when he fun. got hurt. He is. He's just a fun football player. Uh, they could have used him uh, against used Michigan. Him. That's, I know. that's for sure. I, that was a drag of a first half. Do you, well, uh, do you know how he, he, he got hurt in practice actually practicing with the offense? Oh. So they were – Trying to, the trying Joe to get Thomas. a spark. Right. Oh, the, <laughs> play, playing Joe Thomas at defensive end. Uh, I, like, can you imagine if Twitter was around for that? Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that Joe Thomas tore his ACL. I think it was a bowl game. It was a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. Playing defensive end yeah. as a Jew. Like, I don't, the Twitter would go nuts, nuts. if that happened uh, or if it was around when, when that happened. Uh, Some but, Florida you know. bowl game, too. Not like the Rose yeah. Bowl right. or anything. It was like, you know, I think it was probably the one they're playing in today. They used to be the Outback Bowl or this year. Right. Right. Yeah. But no, John Joe Thomas did okay for himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He still ended yeah. up being what, number three overall and playing every snap. <laughs> right. Right. Just, just went into the Hall of Fame. So not bad. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, a couple of these uh, defense alignment, you know, to Amolu, uh, Trice, and everything. It's not more of a mm-hmm. position switch. It's just that I think that they're going to have some use and passing downs in the NFL inside. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be really interesting to watch how certain teams, I think, could really use, are going to really like those guys more than others, which we've talked about a lot. They're pocket pusher more types. But I think that it's not a position switch. It's more of a role that they might lean into at the NFL level. So those guys right. I kind of want to just shout out because I could maybe see – I can – I could see that path. <laughs> I could sure. see them kicking inside for some with some team, you know, and just like, all right, you're you're kicking inside on on, ba- on passing downs and helping out our bendy edge rushers on the outside. Uh, one more that I'll mention too, um, and it's because th- I've heard this from scouts is Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton. Um, possibly, you know, he's going to get a chance at a quarterback. Yeah, as a yeah. quarterback, you know, his arm is one of the most special arms in terms of <laughs> velocity and pure power um, that I've ever seen. But scouts will bring up like you know like Logan Thomas, yeah. who yeah. was a fourth round pick at quarterback out of Virginia Tech. Um, you know, consistency was always an issue for him. Eventually moves to tight end. Yeah. That might be a realistic path for Milton, who's probably a you know four six zero type of uh, type of athlete. Um, you know, someone that you know at least could be a path for him if quarterback just if it doesn't work out. So, but I, I do think he'll get a shot at quarterback. The the arm is just it's too amazing. So. Yeah, it, well, absolutely. That's what my dad did. He was a college quarterback mm. and blew his shoulder and lasted one day and moved tight end. The uh Blake I mean, Bell is another quarterback oh, yeah, tight Oklahoma. end. Oklahoma mm. the Bell Dozer. Um, right. even though he was basically used like a fullback anyways in in college. Uh, uh so. <laughs> who's, the, who's the Buffalo tight end? Um oh, t- Went to uh, the Eagles. They're they're trying them at tight end. Um, oh 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 yeah, uh, the former quarterback. Oh, University Jackson. of Buffalo. Yeah, Jackson. Yeah, Tyree yeah. Jackson. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking uh, of the Bills, and I was like, I actually right, there was right. a guy that that <laughs> switched over right. to tight end. So I was trying to think of that. No, uh, yes, yes, that was another one. That's the classic. That's the classic switch. There was uh, the Nebraska uh omaha quarterback that ended up playing tight end for the jags and the bears i'm blanking on his name right now but mm, there's another yeah. one yeah that's like mm-hmm. that's the classic transition for these guys uh right i know if you all look they're all six four six five uh next question from ricky wilson 87 can fuaga uh talis is that is that how you say it? Fuaga yeah. from oregon state and amarius mims from georgia play both tackle positions meaning left or right tackle or just one dane mm. what do you think about this question yeah, and we this is always an interesting one because um, you can't just assume, right? right. You know, it's and I think with Fuaga, I actually think he might be best at guard. Um, I know some teams have him projected inside because his feet can get tied up a little mm-hmm. bit versus speed. So wide too. <laughs> yeah, and what's his strength? It's it's as a run blocker. It's when yeah. he uses his hands, yep. and so I'm not. I'm not projecting Fuaga as someone you want protecting the blind side. Um, I think he's going to be more of a right tackle, maybe even better inside a guard. Mims is the interesting one. Oh, yeah. He is. I mean, I've kind of professed my love for him before. He he's the most gifted, one of the most gifted players in the country. The movement skills at six seven three thirty are just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucked to see him exit the SEC title game after just I think it was eleven plays. Another ankle injury. He had that oh, tightrope surgery back in September. Missed half the season. 
He's got a grand total of like eight starts to his name. Doesn't have a ton of experience. But again, the talent is off the charts. And if he declares, like I'm told he will, um, it's going to be a really interesting evaluation because it will take a leap of faith. Uh, but yes. you know, to the original question, he Mims was a right tackle only in college. Didn't play in another snap at a different position. Um, it was a little surprising he didn't move to the left side when Broderick Jones uh, left for the draft uh, after last season. Yeah. So, you know, you talk to the coach. If you're a scout, you talk to the coaches, try to figure out, okay, was it just you know, continuity, you liked what he did at right tackle last year in the uh, college football playoffs, so you just wanted to keep him there. I have no doubts that he has the physical traits to do it, yes. but this is where also the, those private workouts are important. Yes. Having your offensive line coach work him out in a left tackle stance and seeing the footwork, seeing uh, you know, how he does just in a different spot, different position, how natural does he look, uh, that's where I think teams will rely on to really project him. Is he a right tackle only, or yeah. is he a guy that has that position versatility? Yeah, it's the Tyron Smith, the, the right. draft the freak. And, and, oh, yeah, yeah. There, but there's plenty of flashes on tape. I mean, even in those 11 snaps, Mims had a pancake on a screen, I think, or somewhere he was on the second level, and he just tossed a guy about yeah. off the screen. That, that first first touchdown they had, I mean, they ran it right to on the right side, yeah. and the right right guard it's, and right tackle just cleared the way. Yeah, it's not just athleticism. I mean, it is athleticism with him, but it's sure. at least the tape is real football tape. It's not like, oh, well, we got to – oh, man, maybe he can figure it out. It, he, that he, Ohio not, State tape last year was the best it was fantastic. offensive tackle tape that I watched last year. And I, 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 he was number five overall in my preseason top 50 just because of that tape alone, yeah. even though there, we just don't have a ton of body of work for yeah. him yet. But man, is he so, so talented. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like I said, it's, his, tape's, his tape's good. Like, that's, that's what's yes. that's And what if you're going to take, uh, and that's, I had him going to Buffalo, Buffalo fans to not like that in the really? first round, taking a tackle, even though. They should. Neither of their tackles are under contract after next season. Uh, that was a good point. Get a guy yeah, like that. Mims. Yeah. It, that you know, I I I really like that fit. But I, I mean, I get it. They, this is a team that wants to win now. Yeah. Um. But that's but yeah, the, I, it's hard to get an elite guy, and this guy has the traits of being an elite guy. <laughs> he <laughs> does. He and, definitely does. And I've I've gotten to the thinking and as. As because uh, a lot's been made for okay, always oh, right side only, or is he a right tackle? I remember when Tristan Wirfs was coming out, and I've really right. gotten to the thinking where it is like baseball pitchers, where it's like, of course, you prefer the lefty, but if mm -hmm. I'm not the righty's the righty, like because just where everybody lines up these days in, in the NFL, pass rusher wise, it's not as big left and right. right anymore. It's they find your they're just going to find your weak point, anyways. So yeah. Yeah, if the guy's and, more and, naturally and, on the right, play him on the right, fine. <laughs> that, and that honestly, that is a great example of doing your homework uh, when you're a scout because you know guys that went into Iowa, they you find out Tristan Wirfs played right tackle because the left tackle couldn't play right tackle. Correct. The left tackle, Alaric Jackson had to play. I believe it was Alaric Jackson had to play left tackle. He's playing well right now. Uh, so I, I mean, they, it was it was something that. You know, they, they knew Tristan Wirfs could really play anywhere on that offensive line. He could play all five spots, but to get the best five on the field, they had to keep the left tackle, left tackle, and that meant Wirfs on the right side. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't a case of, oh, he's a right tackle only. And obviously, we're, you know, seeing that in the NFL right. uh, with how he's doing this year. So, <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> right. But that and, that, and that's the job of scouts is to figure that out. What's yep. the context here? Was it, can he really not play right tackle or can he really not move to the other side? It's just not natural form. Or is there more of an explanation here? So, Such yeah, that's that, and that. And on JC Latham, another one with yeah. kind of figure that out who really good right tackle, but is he a right tackle? Only he played left tackle at IMG Academy in high school. Um, but since he's been to Bennett, Alabama has not played a snap at left tackle. And some thought he might move to the left side this year. They kept him at right tackle for continuity. Uh, another thing that scouts will be trying to figure out, nail down just exactly why he stayed at right tackle. If there's anything else besides um, just, you know, what we see on the surface, my scouting friend, and I gotta, I gotta find the text. He watched. It's not his area, but he watched Latham, and he gave me a one-liner. He said that to their scout, and I have to read it because it's worth reading because it was so funny. He said, uh, after watching him, my one-liner is like Dante, uh, uh, Dante's Inferno. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's once he gets his hands, hands on you, on it, you it's, it's over. <laughs> it's like what? George has got some pretty good defensive linemen, and watching these. Big, he's, powerful he's defensive linemen just squirm yeah. and not being able to gain his, their freedom once he puts his hands on you. It's just, it's something to watch. He is 
the strongest player in this draft, and it's uh, he's not a perfect pro- prospect. I mean, there no. are times he got beat a few times inside. Um, he doesn't get depth in a set. That's the one thing I got to figure out with him why he does that. Well, that's another, that's another I, thing you right. want to ask, like why you do that. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. get back, and, and I'm wondering. And why. I think it affects his aiming points yeah. um, with some of you know the placement of of because he has really violent hands, really yep. strong hands, but sometimes. You know, he when his sets are off, the placement of his hands are outside on the on the outside shoulder, or yeah. um, you know, and because he tries to knock guys out. Yeah, it's he, like, he wants he tries, to be a bully. He tries to stun them every time. Yeah, it's right. Like and yeah. he he gave himself the nickname TK uh, for for Trench King. So okay. you know, you always have to wonder about uh, the self given nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. hey, you know what? He embraces that bully role, and uh, I mean, he is yeah, a really, really good player. And again, not he's young; he's still just twenty years old. Yep. Um, there's going to be some, you know, just in terms of on-field discipline and consistency, yeah. needs to get better. But the strength, play strength, and he, the way he moves, really, really impressive. I mean, he, he's I won't say locked into the top ten, but. To me, he's locked into OT3 and a guy that I can't see lasting very long on draft night. I'm right there with you. A true lottery yeah. pick. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think Mims is too. I'm right there with you too. That Again, it's yeah. a great tackle class. Uh, <laughs> next, sure is. Fun. Uh, next question from Chris Henley. Uh, Randy Miller has Jane Daniels over Drake May. And we talked about a little bit of Daniels, so that was great. If you were going to make the case against Drake May, what would your argument be? Randy Mueller, of course, former NFL GM, yes. not could be read and heard on the athletic. Yeah, um, he's been doing this a long time. Yeah. So when he when he br- he brings a really interesting perspective, and um, it, you know, having Daniels over May, I think perfectly illustrates what I've been saying since the start is it, there's rarely a consensus when it comes to quarterback rankings uh, in the draft from team to team, from evaluator to evaluator. And it's a it's true again this year. And I know I know some NFL scouts who believe May is the best quarterback in this draft. Plain and simple. Um, others, I think, no no question, they believe Caleb's the top quarterback. I haven't heard anyone say Jaden Daniels is the top quarterback at one, but I think you know they 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 see him as a top ten guy, like we yeah. mentioned. So, um, but you know, back to the question, you know, the case against May, it comes down to some of the reckless tendencies. Yes, you know his. His arm gets juiced up at times. He'll miss some layups, um, some really ill-advised throws when he's and it's really some a lot of things we've been saying about Caleb. You know, tries to put that superhero cape on yep. and he's getting sacked. And before he goes down, he's trying to throw up a prayer and it's like eh, just maybe you know uh, live the see the next play instead of putting the ball in harm's way like that. So and you could look back at the last two games he has played at Clemson at NC State. Didn't look like QB one on those tapes. Um, now the pass protection was bad. Well, was I bad. have no clue what the receivers were doing out there. Um, it, they gave up on routes. They're not getting open. I mean, it was the tape was rough for that entire offense. But you don't want to have you don't want to have to make excuses for your quarterback one, right? And right. so it, it, they're not. There are more reasons than excuses. But at the same time, you know, you just you wish it wasn't like that. And so, I mean, if, if you're going to make a case against Drake May, um, especially in terms of him over him against Jaden Daniels, that that's what I would say. There's no perfect prospect ever. It's like, even our guys that were like, number one, this guy's a grace. It's like, yeah, they still have blemishes. And yeah, that's where, that's where I'm at with may is that his heat, the heat check moments, uh, which is fitting because of his basketball, you know, family with basketball and everything is that, like you said, I liked how you said it. His arm gets juiced up sometimes where he's yeah. feeling it and then he tries to fire one in and, and it, he, he has the classic line drive thrower spray. Um, certain mm-hmm. guys just because of their throw types, Herbert's like this where it's like, oh, he's inaccurate. It's like, no, he just missed when he does miss. It's the worst miss you've ever seen because they're line drive mm-hmm. throwers and they just go. And so it's not that kind of. As someone that had a little bit of a softer arm, we arc it in there. That's why Mac Jones and those guys, they, they arc that thing in there. They lob that thing in there. They don't miss as wildly. And, but it's, they just have that's, it's not inaccuracy. It's just the, the right. one off sprays. But I would say that's that, why Justin Herbert's my, my comp, the good and the bad. The good and <laughs> with, bad. With, uh, with Drake May. Yeah. How Herbert played this year where he's playing with a little bit more FU. And I think just because mm. it's a Chargers situation, this is the most he, he has to, right? Has yeah. to. This is the most Herbert's ever scrambled. Uh, like he, he's truly like put the team on my back. That's what I think May can be because he has more recklessness to him than Herbert did coming out of Oregon. Um, mm. also just a huge reminder. He's a retro sophomore that at quarterback, yes. which is 
pretty insane that, you know, him and Kayla being younger as well. Um, but the biggest negatives too is also that, yes, he's a little too aggressive. He check. He last year, he would work backwards in the pocket trying to make a play, which is a no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, this year he's gotten way better stepping up into the pocket and trying to work out once in a while he will bail out. But like you said, some of that's from the O line and right. some of that's from, Oh, there's two guys on this route because we're trying to max protect our O line. The O line still lets up something in, in the interior and there's only two guys out on routes and he's trying to create something. So like you said, you're not trying to create excuses, but there are some answers to it. I would say that his ability, um, uh, like top rate in structure and in the pocket and his eyes all to me have passed the smell test. So that's why mm-hmm. maybe I'm not as concerned as maybe some other guys where I'm like, Oh, he's a run around guy. May right. ha- may runs around and when you watch all 22, it helps bring a perspective when he has to. And, and that's, that's a huge difference. I think for me at least, but I do think some recklessness does come up, but again, and his age being, I mean, he just turned 21 years old. You yeah. know, he's two full years younger than Jane Daniels. And so, you know, if Jane Daniels after his third year in college was a late round pick, you know, oh, yeah. so it's like there, there's context involved here with just whenever you do quarterback evaluation, it's when you do any evaluation, but especially with quarterbacks. Variables. And so, but <laughs> I, bottom line, um, I, no one's going to have the same or there's not going to be any consensus with Ever. these quarterbacks. Never. It, 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 even when you have. Trevor Lawrence, who was viewed as, you know, the the generational guy and, you know, easy quarterback one. He wasn't the quarterback one for every single yep. team. That's you and like I both agreed. He was a third round grade on him. Uh, I, yeah. I, I you and like, I both agree he was the best quarterback in that draft. Yeah. Um at, at the time and obviously now. But at the time there were, you know, some teams had Zach Wilson over yes, him. Yes, they did. You know, and it's it's uh, it, it just it, but it, he will go down as being the first quarterback drafted because that's what the Jaguars wanted to do at number one. But if a different team had that first pick, who knows? So exactly. it, it's and we'll see this year uh, with if it is the Bears or whoever ends up picking number one, they will dictate who will be forever known as the first quarterback drafted in this class. It's a, it's something that goes on your resume. <laughs> You're number one. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, having that number one pick, the next question is from Matt Gravy Train. That's pretty fun. If the number of pick is available for trade, which teams are in a position to give up three first round picks for it? The RG3 trade, basically. It, 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 will it take more than well, three? Well, that would be number two. You would take more first than three. Round. Yeah, probably. Right. I mean, first round pick. You know, just yeah. it depends how many bidders there are, right? Like, people want to look at past deals, um, really. And, and that, that's kind of where the negotiation starts. But if there's more than a couple bidders, I mean, it's that's going to dictate the price, um, what someone's willing to pay. Um, and so when you look at it, let's just, okay, let's say hypothetical, Justin Fields goes on a heater, uh, the last month of the season and the bears decide, you know what, we we're we're, we're not going to give him an extension just yet, but we can't cut bait either. Let's, let's, let's ride with him, uh, another year, uh, you know, his fourth year of, of his rookie deal. And we, yeah, we could take Marvin Harrison jr. At one, but man, what we could get in a trade, let's do that. So they open it up for trade. That's where it gets really interesting. Um, I, is there a particular team to you that you think, okay, no brainer, they have to make a move? I think one team that stands out to me is Vegas. I, um, I, yes, that was one of my finalists. I would say. <laughs> I, I mean, they are—they just feel like. I mean, obviously, they have to hire a general manager and a head coach. That's that's priority one um, before they can take any direction, a next direction moving forward. Uh, but they are they kind of stuck a quarterback mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a lot to uh big price to pay to move up but take bring Caleb to Vegas uh or May or Daniel whoever they end up drafting um I, Vegas was the one na- one team that really kind of flashing in bright lights like hey we need to do this let's let's make a splash and also it's you know Mark Davis. It's like you yeah. never know. Like that. That's, that's why that's a sure. great team. That's and even when I was going into my kind of like finalist, like ones I would kind of want to throw out here, it was kind of like, would they do it? Like actually, it, would there be a narrative where they do it? And one that stuck out to me, and probably because they did it for a receiver trading up so high and giving up a lot, was the Falcons. Totally different right. GM, totally different regime. <laughs> it's not Thomas Dimitrov anymore. But that was that was one that stood out to me because of just where they're at as a team. 
Um, I, you know, having the offensive weapons, the offensive line's pretty, is decent. They played better, at least thankfully, thankfully in the last couple of weeks. Um, and then I think the defense is more vet laden. And of course they need a pass rusher and everything like that, but they have other pieces and they kind of vetted it up and they have cap space to like, kind of make this work. So they were one that was like, yeah, I can see it. Like I, I, I can understand well, the argument for it. It probably depends how they finish, right? Cause if they make, yeah. make if they make the playoffs, uh, if they win the NFC South, they would be in pick twenty or yeah, whatever. It, so. Yeah, it gets a lot harder to do that. But if they say they lose out, say right. say Tampa or you know whoever wins that division, um, all of a sudden they're picking ninth overall, and right. it becomes Huge much difference. much easier. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. So That's, that 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 is interesting. It's all these middle how, ground teams. Yeah, like all the mm-hmm. ones that I thought were the most interesting were all ones that I could see are like the borderline wild card or playoff teams. You know, Vikings were another one just because I'm trying to figure out their future. I feel like they stand yeah. pat and hope something falls to them. Uh, Rams, just because I think it would be hilarious <laughs> where they're at. Gosh. And then, and the other one is the Steelers, uh, was just depending on how their season finishes up. Because That I, is interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, how well, their, and with Kenny Pickett hurt is. now. Yes. The, Pickett being out hurts this team because if, like, if I'm a Steelers fan, I'm – I was already probably thinking Pickett's my quarterback next year just because this it's a franchise that does not move on quickly, they do. Um, you know, from coaches, from from anything. So the leash is probably longer for Kenny Pickett. But now that he's out these next few weeks, it really it, it's it's a chance that it's a missed opportunity to evaluate him right. and maybe for the Steelers to realize, hey, this isn't the guy. Right. So I'll I mean, I, I think it's it's you're right to bring up the Steelers here because I think the right move would be to move on from Kenny Pickett, try to upgrade the position. I just don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, and they're not that kind of aggressive, go-for-broke no. kind of team. They will move up, but not kind of like that. I know they were just one that was like, man, the rest of their team mm-hmm. kind of sits okay for it, <laughs> like with their defense and what they could do with the run game, their old line They got some youth in it now. Right. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It was one that was do like, Do you man, think yeah. – d- the Washington, do you think they've seen enough from Sam Howell that they think he could be – the guy, or do you think that they think it's he's good, but not no. good enough, and we need right. to make a move? I think whoever, new new ownership. I right. mean, that's that's the big thing with all this, mm-hmm. and also I could see them doing the whole day one everybody owner, Every, yeah, coach, right. GM, fresh star, quarterback, right, uh, yeah. full fresh slate, and that's that's why I think they will move on, even if how. How I struggle with man, because there's times where I'm like, this dude gets it. Holy crap, look at that throw. Right. And then he takes three sacks in a row. And then it's just like, ah, ah. Like, and I, I, there are he, a lot of Baker Mayfield comparisons the, coming out, and goodness. you can still see it. He, he, how it's unbelievable how much they play alike. Like, it's just, yeah. it's how they even run similar. Like, it's just, <laughs> right. they're built the same. It's crazy. But he is, I enjoy Hal because he, it's the classic is he fun or is he good? And that's mm. what I'm still trying. I'm still trying to figure it out because they, he does enough, and I think he does see the game okay. It just it's got to quicken up. And but man, he's so tough. <laughs> it's right. like it's, and you can tell the players, his teammates love him. So yeah, I'm back and forth <laughs> right. on it. But I think any if they did get the Caleb or the Drake of the world, obviously that would be an upgrade. But uh, if they moved up uh, now to a couple other individual players that we just got. I just got a couple replies on Twitter, so I'm just gonna throw them in here. Um, Dane, what are your thoughts on Tavondre Sweat from Texas? Uh, all 370 pounds of them. Uh, <laughs> I just say, if he gets to 390 at some point in his NFL career, I don't think it'd be that big of a surprise. That's a big boy. Well, he's actually a tight end for me now after oh, that's uh, right. the Big 12 championship game, he's seeing a, him catch that touchdown pass. He, he is a YY. He's uh, <laughs> he's two Ys put together. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, he is at the combine. I'm guessing he'll be right around 350. Um, I'm sure he'll you know kind of get it in a good spot for him, which I think is 350. But to have the movement skills that he right. has uh, at 350 is just kind of silly. So yeah. he's I, I really. I, mean, I can't wait for this. We'll talk about more uh, the college football playoffs here and those matchups coming up in a future pod. But that Washington offensive line against that Texas defensive line mm-hmm. is going to be a lot of fun uh, just to evaluate. Um, and uh, uh, Byron uh, Murphy um, for for Texas defensive line, he's a day two pick. Um, Tavondre Sweat, I think, is a day two pick. Yeah, uh, both these guys are just – they're different in what they offer, but they're both disruptive. They both win in different ways. Um, that Texas defensive line, that's – I mean, the the reason Texas is in the playoff is that offense and the quarterback playing with consistency with those weapons. 
but that defensive line is why they have a legitimate chance to go to the national title and potentially win it all because it's not just uh, you know your typical Big 12 offense that's putting up a lot of points. The defense can make some plays right. too. Oh, they bullied Oklahoma State. Like yeah. it was like oh, they had toyed with them the whole game, both sides of the ball. I mean, Sark was <laughs> Sark had some stuff up his sleeve. I, I mean, very yeah. excited to see what they kind of on offense, anyways, what they they show in, in that uh, college football playoff. But yeah, the defense as well. I always there is something too with hand eye coordination with the big boys. Like with that's athletic, that's true athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's I have a theory too about receivers that the the receivers with the best hands are the ones that can throw the ball. Ones okay. that can actually, you know, a lot of you know receivers have that little sidearm where they kind of let the ball go, and it's not actually sure. throwing it how you're supposed to throw a football. It works. The ones that actually can throw the ball with the best arms are the ones that actually have the best hand-eye coordination. It's a theory I've had for years. Oh, I have okay. nothing, nothing to prove it yet. There's also a lot of pass catchers that are lefties. That's another thing I've yeah. always noticed. A lot of tight ends that are lefties. I've always not, another hmm. thing. I've, I've never studied it. Just my own little theory. But big guys with good hands. Don Terry Poe, true athleticism there you go. right there. Warren oh, Sapp. Yeah. Had good hands. He got, he got mm-hmm. some touchdowns too. Vrabel. Uh, <laughs> we got all those guys. Uh, right. the, other, the other player, we got a couple people asked this uh, about this player, which is we've mentioned him earlier, a lot of the quarterback discussions, but Spencer Rattler from South Carolina. Um, yeah. Do you have an updated Rattler take? Uh, because I believe he is going to the Senior Bowl, uh, yeah. uh, uh, which I think is going to be huge for him, maybe more for off-field stuff and interviews. That's it. it, it the interviews, getting a chance to know him better, um, that'll be huge for him. Uh, but then also, yeah, during practice, because he's as talented as um, any quarterback that will be in Mobile. Um, just pure talent. Throwing on air is going to be a, like a fireworks show. Yeah, <laughs> it will. And in terms of consistency, that's where he just needs to be better. And, you know, because he's he's a good athlete. He can throw from any platform. Um, the, he, like, watching the Clemson tape with uh, from, what, two weeks ago or this mm-hmm. past week, um, he he makes some throws where it's like, no, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Oh, wow, great throw. Like, it just, it, it, he, his decision-making process is, we mentioned with Jane Daniels how that's been a plus for him. Yeah. Not quite the same with Spencer Rattler in terms right. of his decision making process, but he has the arm to get it done. And it's just, he's an effective scrambler. Yes. Um, yeah, that quick delivery with the ball. He's got zip. Um, they're, they're physically, the talent, there's a lot to like. And, you know, he's, the NFL teams are going to like him more than I think fans will. I and think so they'll too. be kind of surprised how early he's drafted just because teams are willing to bet on the talent. And I get it, especially at that position, um, and say, okay, we'll coach him up. And it doesn't always work, but sometimes it does. Right. So, you know, when you're talking about a third round lottery pick, you know, it's day two is always a weird spot for quarterbacks, right? Yeah. You know, like we don't it really is. see a ton of them going round two. And because if you're good enough, you go in round one, right? If you're not, then we're and not now teams are thinking that way too. They're like, Oh, let's just yeah. wait till round three or later. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And one, you know, we saw, yeah, two years ago with when besides Pickett, everyone went in the third or fourth yep. round with Ritter and Willis and those guys. Um, Turned out we but, were actually yeah. right with our grades. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I remember my first Bleacher Report grade, I had nobody in the top 30 and I got, I got roasted for it. And I was like, well, I don't know, guys. I'm not really seeing any of this. Uh, do you many, I, I, I fought so many wars of that year who told me Malik Willis is going two to the Lions. I, I, it was unbelievable how many yeah. people thought that was going to happen. And I was like, guys, I, I maybe he'll sneak into the late first. I That's possible. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if that happened. But guys, he's not going second overall. What are we, what are we doing here? And yeah, that, it, it's, I, I can't wait to see what the, what the version of that will be this year. Right. Uh, it, it, there's going to be some crazy ones, I'm sure. People get just get tired of talking about the same old things. That's and it. they just... And then uh, someone yeah. gets a new angle, and then that gets catches turned over, like turned over, turned yes, exactly. Yeah. I know that's exactly how it goes. Oh, and we're not but, even in the thick of it yet. Wait until March. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see Rattler in a few first round mocks. I'm sure I'm at sure. some point. Just but, you know, but get like some you new said, names in there. His highs are so high, and the fact that mm-hmm. he can make every throw, he's willing to make every throw, he can create a decent amount and everything. That's someone's going to love him. It's the classic where they interview him. They go, "It's uh, oh, it's not, it's not. He's not cocky. He's just really confident." And that, that, that becomes really, 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 really confident. confident. Yeah. yeah. And then that's where, and the, the teams that like him, yeah. that's what they'll say. And it's just, he's going to be a guy, he's a great eye of the beholder type quarterback, I think. And I, that's why yeah. I'm curious how 
senior bowl goes for him, which I actually tip it. I, I can't wait. Yeah. I, I and I, it's funny because I'm looking at my notes and I, I have down like timestamps of, you know, okay, the 2023 Clemson play number 53. Um, and it, I have a lot of, and I put a little description just so I know which play it is. And, and I have all these timestamps for Rattler for all the tapes I've watched. And a lot of them are like, not a great decision, but man, what a thrower. What are you doing there? But oh, it's a completion. It's right. a big play. Like it's a lot of descriptions that are like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. I can't wait. No. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. For their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash maze, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash maze now to grow your business, no matter which stage you're in. Shopify.com slash maze. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, last question here from Nick Foles, not Nick Foles, uh, hmm. 33, uh, is is there a major team that because of the system they run makes it easier to scout and project their players and vice versa? Is there a major team that has a pain in the ass to scout and project? Any for you, Dane? Yeah, and this is something that you go through when you do mock drafts. Um, you learn ten- trends and tendencies of certain GMs, certain you know cultures uh what they uh size thresholds (laughs) right um i I think you know you like eagles don't mock them a linebacker or running back in the first round don't do it it's not gonna happen uh trenches receiver and quarterback corner (laughs) or in quarter yes corner yes that they will they will those are those positions are so i like last year i even fell into that trap i was like man if Bijan's there at 10 maybe they do it maybe they do it and it's and then eventually it was like, no, stop. They're not going to do it. Nope. It's just not going to happen. And so, um, yeah, the Eagles are definitely one. Um, I mean, the Cowboys used to be, like, in the past, that the Cowboys were not a team that would have drafted Mozzie Smith in the first round. Right. Um, they've kind of switched a little bit on that, so that's been interesting. Um, but, yeah, no, whenever you do a mock draft, whenever you – um, you know, kind of go through this and look at the history. So you always pick up these little tips and 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 trends about oh well, this team they they, they don't draft corners with arms below thirty one inches. Right, um, right. You know, like there's all these right. little things. Man, that, the Jaguars. Um, every know, every player has thirty four inch or longer arms. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, what about you? Is there a certain team that stands out? All those types of things you're saying is exactly it. Um, like back in the day, it used to be gigantic offensive linemen and the Steelers. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, sure. you know, exactly the type of guy they were always going off or my dad too, actually, to be honest, um, the Colts right now, direct, or who have the highest athletic scores. Yeah. Okay. Right. Those, that's the yep. Colts big board, every position. Um, some more scheme stuff is, you know, Shanahan zone, heavy running backs, um, like mm-hmm. that. I kind of had a, a nice feel for it. Um, even when I was with the Falcons, I was a big Tevin Coleman fan and then they drafted him, And I remember just looking around being like, Hey, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But and then uh, Eli Mitchell, when he was coming out of Lafayette, uh, I kind of 
I watched him and I was like, this guy would be great in a zone scheme. And then the 49ers took him. Uh, Bobby Turner, I know, does a lot for him. They're running backs coach. They're a long, long right. time running backs coach. And I think he's huge in that eval. So, yeah, me and, me and Bobby T, we, we like a couple of the same guys. Uh, certain defense alignment um, for those kind of push the pocket type defenses. Patriots. Mm-hmm. You know what a Patriots front seven player is going to look like or a yeah. tweener DB that the Patriots like. You know, like that is that's going to be their MO. So, like, he didn't go there, of course, but Leo Chanel, when he came out, mm. was like, oh, Patriots, duh. Right. <laughs> now he's with the Chiefs. So, yeah, show us what I know. Um, and then, yeah, but like guys like the Saints defensive linemen, you kind of have a good feel for what they like. Long, brawler type, push to pocket types. Um, Titans are kind of like that as well. Falcons now, Bears are now like mm. that with Eberflus. But those kind of guys, I kind of kind of know their type. And so I know they may, I always want to go, well, they're going to draft one Bendy guy, but they just keep <laughs> – replenishing right. with the same type of player <laughs> uh, unless right. Josh Uche is the one exception for the Patriots. But, uh, but that's, that's one thing is more of kind of those skill sets. That I think these, some of these teams like on defense. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt that everyone's got their type, right? Everybody. I mean, it's it, just look at me and my receivers. You, you, <laughs> I say you and I both, uh, that's, that, that's human nature. It so it, yeah, it is interesting how it's, and we'll see this cause this off season, we're going to see a lot of turnover. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of head coaches are gonna new head coaches. A lot of movement. We'll see with GMs. Yes. So it'll be really interesting how that applies to this draft um, oh, in terms right. of where we see certain matchups working out, and maybe you know something that made perfect sense in my first mock draft uh, might not make any sense in the third mock draft because of some of these personnel changes uh, in exactly. the front office and, and then decision making. So, so yeah, it, it, always an interesting part of this whole process. And then, for then free agency happens, <laughs> and it's like okay, yeah, and that's right. a whole other thing that we. Have no, to that's keep not in. happening. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, but that that was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions. They were very good. Got the, you know. Got some things brewing in the brain. Really, uh, got to talk, bring it up. Uh, Dante's Inferno comparisons to J.C. Latham. That, that was a, that's always a good one. Yeah, but no, thank you guys so much for joining us. We will be here every single Wednesday. Thank you to Dane, and we will see you guys next time. This was the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros podcast. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.